This is Power 1 and 2 Digital, the Power Breakfast Show podcast series. Good, Good morning, morning everyone. Uh, this is not Steve Khan. Good morning to Paul Richards. Paul, are you there? Good morning, Urban Mohammed. He speaks. <laughs> oh, some lovely musical chairs these days. Good morning, Trinidad and Tobago. Good morning, Ruben. How are you? I am good. I am good. Tired. I'm good. <laughs> wow. Up and in studio, 6.05. My times are changing quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're doing better than me in crash yet, so... Oh, we'll prepare for a hot mess today. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. It's going to be one of those mornings, bumpy right ahead, but don't worry. I'm sure you'll do better than I did, because we, I took us off the air for at least 15 minutes, so... Yeah, yeah but you're a seasoned professional. I have not been on air at all. I have no shift yeah. on air ever. Yeah, but, but you will learn very quickly, and you've been there for like 100 years, so... I can see that. You have been there 100 years, so I mean, if it's one person with the, the system, it's you. Anyway, good morning, Trinidad and Tobago, 6 after 6 o'clock on this Thursday morning. Hope you're having a good morning so far. It is uh, like it's going to be a sunny day today. It's not, not going to have a lot of rain. Well, in most parts of Trinidad and Tobago, we can't speak as if everything is the same place everywhere in Trinidad and Tobago. Sometimes the training in Port of Spain and Dry in San Fernando and Chagualas and vice versa. So, we hope it's sunny wherever you are this morning. And if you have already left the house and on, on the way to work, please drive safely. And for those of you who are around the Caribbean and around the world, thank you for joining us this morning. It is the Power Breakfast Show for today, Thursday, heading into a long weekend. Happy Diwali, Trinidad, the biggest show of Diwali. Can't wait for Monday. Uh, I've already identified who I'm going by to eat. Yep, two different homes. So I'm looking forward to that on Monday. Not cooking a thing. But I will cook on Sunday. Anyway. I hope you're having a good morning so far and uh, you are ready to head into another work day. Uh, so much is happening around the world. Uh, well, I see Tutor has a new president, Mr. Martin Lumpkin. Tutor held their internal elections on Tuesday. Uh, close race, Mr. Lumpkin got 3,585 votes and outgoing president Antonio De Freitas received 3,535 votes. So uh, we'll be liaising with Mr. Lumpkin uh, in the coming days to see what his plans are for the organization. He said the ongoing wage negotiations with the CPO, with the state, is the top priority. And he will be pursuing that. We'll see how it goes. If he has more, um, makes more progress than Mrs. DeFreitas, who I think served for three years. I think it's a three-year term, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm wrong, somebody can correct me. So... Uh, we wish him all the best. Uh, I also see that, uh, speaking of internal elections, in the PNM, three people have withdrawn their nominations. 
in the PNM's upcoming internal elections, which is due on December 4th, I think it is, in Brian Manning, who was uh, going up for vice chairman, Mr. Curtis Shade, field officer, and Mr. Endali Young, youth officer. There are 39 nominees, four unopposed, and 35 who will face the polls in scheduled dates Saturday 26th and Sunday 27th November, and on convention day on Sunday the 4th of December. That's an interesting development that Mr. Manning, in particular, withdrew his nomination. Very odd. Anyway, that's Wendell and business, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Prime Minister Dr. Keith Rowley is the head of the party, the political leader, and he's being challenged by Karen Minister Shera and another person who escapes me for some reason, whose name escapes me. Uh, not a particularly popular name in general circles, but I guess people within the PNM would know who he is. So, and Mrs. Nunes Teixeira is no stranger to active politics, had been a Minister of Finance under Patrick Manning about 12 years ago, and uh, is challenging Dr. Rowdy uh, for the leadership position. She says she wants to revitalize the PNM. No, we had her on a couple of weeks ago, so we'll probably have her on again as the weeks go by in terms of that election. Uh, and we'll be following that closely. Uh, my view is that there were snowballs uh, in hell chance of unseating Dr. Rowley, who is a sitting prime minister, and as leader of the People's National Movement had taken the party to victory in two consecutive elections. So I don't know how you're unseating that kind of track record. And we'll see how it goes. Uh, uh, Colin Ember has not uh, positioned himself for a position, which is interesting. Uh, anyway, he's been in politics for almost 40 years, or probably for just over 40 years. So maybe he's signaling that he um, is ready to retire or relax or something. We'll see how it goes. And, of course, the big story continues to be the Vincent Nelson Fiasco, according to the Express, has stabbed it a fiasco. It is a fiasco. It's a scandal and fiasco. It is an imbroglio. It is a confusion. It is a bacchanal. It is embarrassing, to say the least. And that will be discussed when the Law Association of Trinidad Tobago holds an emergency meeting, an emergency council meeting at 4 p.m. today. The meeting comes 10 days after the Director of Public Prosecution, Roger Gaspard, dropped criminal charges against former AG Anandam Logan and former opposition Senator Gerald Ramdeen, arising from an alleged kickback scheme. Why, is, why are we still saying alleged, though? Because according to Mr. Nelson, he was part of it and he confessed. So, I don't know. It may be alleged that Mr. Ramdeen Logan and Mr. Ramdeen are involved, but it ain't alleged from Mr. Vincent's perspective. Law Association President Sophia Stroud confirmed the circumstances surrounding the withdrawal and the charges and all issues related will be discussed. Uh, the other person who is going up for the election is Mr. Boynes. Uh, thank you to my, um, what you call it, my researcher. Yeah, so the Law Association, interestingly enough, I'm, I'm not surprised that the Law Association is holding a meeting. As City Express kind of chastised them yesterday. Um, for a lot of attorneys staying silent, including the Law Association, 
staying silent on this very, very critical issue, which uh, is at the heart of, well, in some ways, the legal profession in Trinidad and Tobago and how the legal profession, by some people, is being uh, exercised. So, the meeting comes after several matters have been drawn to the public's attention for the first time, including questions about the rule of former Attorney General Farah Salari in the now controversial indemnity agreement given to State Witness Vincent Nelson, which was not being immediately disclosed to the DPP and to the judge who sentenced Nelson. Legal fees paid to Nelson's attorneys, in particular, Roger K. Walsing, have also been questioned. Is that name again? Mr. El Rari disclosed to police that he discussed the matter with Prime Minister Dr. Keith Rowley, National Security Minister Cheryl Hines, and Government Minister Stuart Young, and Renuka Sagram Singh Suklal. Since then, it's also been disclosed that Ms. Minister Young gave the evidence to the UK, a UK anti-corruption agency, which has triggered a civil suit by Mr. Nelson because he was under the impression that his interests at some level were being protected because of the indemnity deal, right? It also has been revealed that Virtus Chambers, of which government MP Keith Scotland, as a member, was involved in sending Nelson's pre-action protocol letter to the Attorney General. Nelson has, however, discontinued this arrangement with Virtus. It's also that been disclosed that Young, who shared Nelson's indemnity agreement with the agency, is the National Crime Agency, the NCA, over which Nelson's attorney Shankar Bidesi has sued the Attorney General, citing breach of the indemnity agreement for $100 million. Now, wouldn't that be a turn of events that Mr. Nelson ends up uh, winning that in the future and gets $100 million? from the state of Trinidad Tobago, from you, Trinidad Tobago, from your taxpayers' dollars. Should probably build two schools with that, but we'll see how it goes. Never a dull moment. The matter will be discussed, as I said before, with, by the Law Association. Uh, never a dull moment. And uh, that continues. In some really gruesome news, the uh, dismembered bodies of the two men which were found in Canopia by Riverside on Monday have now been identified. Uh, that is a disturbing, disturbing case. The body remains are those of 31-year-old Michael Simon of Soldado Road, Lounge Park, Chaguanas, and the 27-year-old Josiah Charles, also of, well, of Enterprise. Their bodies were ID'd by relatives at the Forensic Sciences Center. Never a dull moment. Now, I don't know what they got themselves into that their lives ended up in this situation. Quite disturbing to say the least. And uh, it's signs of a, but many are suggesting it, including myself. It's signed some kind of Central and South American drug cartel business because it's only them that our body. So, good morning, Mr. Ragubasi. Hi, good morning, guys. Good morning, Trinidad and Tobago. Good morning to our listeners, wherever you are across the planet. Say good morning to our new technical operator this morning, Ruben Mohammed. 
Hey, Ruben got a Ruben got a walking and talking trainer and talking. Good morning, Ruben. Good morning. Thank you for Ruben, joining us. Since you're the, Ruben, since you're the operations manager, they have to submit the invoices to you. Who's submitting your invoice to whom? To myself, I, I have approved it. That is, that is the definition of corruption. <laughs> <laughs> I know, no, no. That they, is the definition of corruption. You know that, right? When and they you just do admit pay it, it, then it becomes, a, it becomes a, a, a corrupt practice. I can always submit it. There's somebody above to approve it. To, 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 okay, to say, once you know that, yeah, you, approve, you cannot, yeah, you yeah, cannot yeah, approve yeah. your own shift fee. Thousand yeah. dollar what shift fee? Of course. I... You know that, and then you then you done a thousand dollars an hour, so you multiply it. Wow, it gets worse. If I get through, I get through. Actually, yes, he, he exponentially raised the fee per, per shift now, a thousand dollars, which means he's going to throw out Shane and Steve and take over the shift. I do alone. And forget forget he had a responsibilities in this. Emirate, this. Fun rider. A thousand dollars a day, just five thousand. Twenty thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah, man. You keep the other job too. <laughs> this is a pension fund. Yep. Yeah, Shane got kicked out. Talk about corruption. Shane is on well, Shane can't get kicked out because Shane simply is the best music out of all of them. Yeah. I have no. I have no music. I have none. You can't say the music is in the computer. You have been there twenty something years. You yeah, must know where the music I can't is. Can't do the the, the 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 how the I don't know how how to play the music on the same machine that we do in the. Exactly. No, the music is played on the left machine. Oh. Computer one. Oh, all of a sudden you are expert now, Paul. Computer Richard. two is for the news beds and the news clips. Last week, Wednesday. After the calamity of, of <laughs> Steve's first day of absence, he's suddenly an expert. He's I now coaching and mentoring. It was a lot, right? It was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. The, the music is on the left machine. That's where you, when you came in, that's where the music was playing, wasn't right, it? So, yes, but that's the same machine. With right, the but that's where the music is, and the news beds and the, and the clips are on the right machine. Right, so I put some. No, you're confusing because I had too much mice there. I can't the same. I can't say mouse. Is that the same mice? <laughs> anyway, the Ragobar thing I was discussing just a while ago that the Law Association of Trinidad Tobago Street's president, Sophia Truth Senior Counsel, have has confirmed that the association is meeting an emergency council meeting at four today to discuss the Vincent Nelson imbroglio. Oh, okay. When I saw the Express front page yesterday, yeah. lawyers, lawyers silent. silent. They yeah. get kind of chastised, you know, because it, it has implications in the legal practice in the country and all the machinations behind the scenes. And that, let me tell you something. I sure we still don't know the whole story. What, what, you know, it's times like this that I miss Dana Sitahal because um, she has always been a senior counsel that she was also a columnist. So she always gave her opinion, you know, on many of the issues that affected the legal profession. Um, and she always had her own insight in how she saw things. Mm -hmm. And this being a criminal case that's dealing with the issue of um, agreements or indemnity agreements um, connected really to plea bargaining. Um, and legal fees. I'm, and, and I'm sure she would have had an opinion and I'm sure she would have articulated it certainly by now. Yeah. But but yes, I heard the, well, the, the, Express, the Express front page yesterday, which was um, lawyers silent and, and of course um, 
it was really referring to the main players in the matter. Um, but I saw on but the express editorial night, also called on other attorneys and practitioners, particularly in the criminal bar arena, to yeah, make comment to comment on the issue. No, we we spoke to 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 uh Israel Khan, senior counsel, who I think is the president of the, of the criminal bar association, but we we initiated that that interview in the newsroom. Yeah, I, I don't know that he'd spoken out voluntarily before. He may have, but I don't know that he has. I haven't seen any of the newspapers carry it. So, uh, you know, which I mean, and he was very strong in his opinion that Mr. Rari should have been terminated. But what he described, Mr. Khan, that is, of misleading the cabinet, I don't know that he did mislead the cabinet, did he? Well, we don't know. We don't know. Um, so you can suppose, or you we can know that speculate. we know that a discussion has, was had with the prime minister, the minister, the minister of national security, Minister Hines, Minister Young, and Minister Sagrams and Sukral, Suklal. We know that there were discussions. We don't know how deep the discussions went. We don't know if they got involved in advising about the issue. We don't know any of that. And the prime minister, even before Mr. Larry made that disclosure to the police, said that that had nothing to do with me and the cabinet that's in the office of the attorney general and the DP's office. So, I is it? Well, I'm sure. It, well, if it's well, in the sure. attorney general's office, how can it can it not involve the prime minister at some level? Well, it doesn't have to. Okay, because he just could be, could be advised we're, we're pursuing this and move on. Yeah, it doesn't have to. There's no requirement, but I mean the nature and the high profileness of the case. There may be some conversations about it. And it also depends on the Prime Minister. Is Dr. Rowley a Prime Minister that micromanages or not? Because you, you will know the tone of leadership when you get into a position to follow that leader. Yeah. And some leaders micromanage. Like I, I, don't, I don't get that Dr. Rowley is a micromanager. Unless it's specific. You got the impression, for example, that Patrick Manning was certainly a micromanager. Yeah. Yeah. You got that impression that he was very hands on and everything. Yeah, I don't get a doctor while he's a micromanager. Yeah, so in some, I guess in, in the energy industry sector, he may be a micromanager because of his background. But in other yeah. ministries, I don't get it. I don't get it. He's a micromanager. Yeah. He may leave the judgment up to you in terms of those everyday issues, even though this may not be considered an everyday issue. But this is not everyday. Yeah. It, it, it involved, you know, main players in the political arena and especially opposition which has its own level of uh, um curiosity of optics and, and so it, it'll be so it's hard to it's hard to decipher mm -hmm. um what was a little confusing to me and i mean that we would have discussed it i would have referenced that um the bargaining act um administration justice act but uh, you know the in that act which I would have referenced, I think, at the end of the week. It it really indicates that that whole plea bargaining issue is the the it's under the ambit of the DPP. Well, the prosecutorial officer who comes under the DPP's office and the defense attorney who is representing the accused. So, who is representing the accused? can say, can initiate a, a plea bargaining arrangement with the DPP's um, officer. 
And of course, I assume the DPP has to sign off on it or some senior functionary in that department will sign off on that plea bargain arrangement. I'm just talking on the everyday circumstance. Somebody says, I will, I'm willing to plead to this um, in, in exchange for that. Um, so it comes out of the trial docket, so to speak. Um, but what's a little confusing in this matter is how does the AG become the negotiator of this seemingly parallel agreement. And, and that's what a lot of because legal luminaries because, are questioning. Yeah, because it really should be a functionary of the defense counsel of Mr. Nelson, senior Bell King's counsel, and a member of the DPP. And I think that was one of Mr. Israel Khan's contentions that it may have amounted to because it seems to be, have been championed and or negotiated by the then AG that it may be considered an improper inducement well, well there is a provision in that act for improper inducement and where and whether it invalidates any agreement so it's it's a little confusing i mean i'm not a criminal lawyer but um, and and I'm also sure you see on, on on face value richard i mean and this is the contention of some on one hand persons as some people are saying that if information came to the then attorney general's attention that well the criminal justice system had been uh trampled uh a law has been champ uh, had been broken by mr nelson came to the attention he had a responsibility to pursue it in, in the interest of the state on the other hand because he is a political agent but it, his letter did say to the dpp that I am aware of the independence of your office, but I'm bringing this to your attention. But then it, 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 that is one thing, and he, I think he kind of covered himself there and said, I'm bringing this to your attention, and this is the recommendation. But on the other hand, there are questions that have arisen about uh, how involved was he? Is it that he just took the information to the DPP and said, well, look, well, I recommend this and move on? Or the, does the involvement of the then AG in brokering this deal and uh agreeing but brokering to a deal like that is brokering a deal like that is serious involvement you know for that, and that's no point and that's why i'm asking the question that's why the question about how involved was he in brokering that deal is that improper for an ag who is a political agent you understand particularly well, yeah, the involves two, two former uh political entities well two political entities one a former ag and one a former senator Mm. And that, yeah. and that too, those are the those are the, the 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 blurred lines that people are questioning whether or not his involvement may have been improper. You understand? Because it's one thing to say something came to my attention, which I think is his responsibility if he thinks that it has been broken, and pass it on to the relevant authorities as independent bodies. It's another thing to immerse yourself in brokering a deal to secure a testimony, and then hand the the the, the situation to the DPP to make a decision after a deal has been broken, if that is what happened. You understand? Because yeah. then, as Israel can say, if you don't broker a deal already, you may have locked the DPP into a particular position. Well, to be fair to Faris al-Rawi, he didn't, he's, in, in the agreement, he used words like recommend. Um, yeah, but, but why I'm saying recommend the, is the one DPP. thing, but recommend so he, and can, take, he can't mandate the dpp to accept anything exactly. because the dpp is constitutionally independent but then so if you I, if you are if you are making moves behind the scenes while you have recommended 
to arrange a an indemnity deal indemnifying this individual isn't it going beyond just recommendation question mark well it will always be a recommendation no matter what words you use because at the end of the day um, what, what words you use no. what words you use may uh, implicate you in an unprofessional light but then because, why, why can't the then he then say i could recommend the the, the 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 discretion lies at that point no matter what situation arises or has been discussed to say no Well, the DPP can always say no, and in a kind of roundabout way, the DPP has. Exactly. Well, after, because this civil case situation. Yeah, because he said he wasn't willing to tell. He, in other words, Victor Nelson, King's Council, brought it into the, the DPP's arena by saying, well, I'm not willing to testify. And, and, so? and, 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 if, and if it is that... You know, this is where it gets a little confusing to me, and and I may be um, uh, a criminal attorney who is involved in these kinds of processes could better explain it, because there had to be Victor Victor Nelson was charged, pleaded guilty, and was going to be a witness to the for the prosecution in terms of allegedly two other players. What fundamental agreement then existed with the DPP? Forget the AG. What agreement was there between the defense counsel of Victor Nelson and the DPP for him to plead guilty and to be operational as a witness? Because, because right. the DPP, you take because the DPP has not said he was not going to be a witness. Yeah, the DPP is talking about the fact that he's refusing to be a witness until the civil case is settled. Exactly. So, so there was an arrangement in place, and the DPP so agreed the, to it at some level. Just, there was some sort of arrangement. Yeah. Because he pleaded guilty. Yeah, and and the DPP was under the impression that he was going to testify, so the case is ongoing, because Messrs. Ramdin and Ram Logan were charged. Yes. So, yeah, so there was an ongoing arrangement and all that was part of the equation. So, 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 so was this, so this deal or agreement with the AG was obviously, it, it, it comes across in how the DPP um, um, phrased it, that that was like something parallel on a parallel track with regard to the state indemnifying him in terms of a lot of his costs mm -hmm. in, in pursuing the criminal side including according to victor nelson the fine that he would have gotten because he got a fine so i have a question so, that's why so it becomes a little you know it becomes murky i have another question so then wouldn't or shouldn't there have been a discussion given the indemnity deal presumably at some level arranged by the denichi with minister young before minister young took this information to the uk agency because of the implications for it breaching the indemnity agreement 
or is is it that the state of Trinidad Tobago could presume that our identity deals with Trinidad Tobago alone? And if any other external uh, agency uh, asks for information because they think their laws have also been broken, that that is something else? And we have no responsibility where that is concerned? Well, that depends on what the arrangements are between the UK and Trinidad Tobago with regard to those issues. There has to be some agreement um, because I can't see that um, that that the the that Stuart Young would just give information exactly unless there was some legal unless there is some legal duty to so do yeah because at that level things would be governed by treaties or legal yeah. arrangements Mut mutual arrangements they, they, and mutual agreements they, and treaties yeah there would be some level of that operating at that level so Stuart Young. Um, passing on so, that information may have been a requirement of a legal duty that the government of Trinidad and Tobago owed to the UK. So I have a legal question a citizen, for you. When a citizen is charged. But so I have I'm, a legal I'm question sure. for you. Yeah. Do you think that given Mr. Nelson's agreement to testify and an indemnity arrangement in place, that he has a, a legitimate expectation that none of the information would be transfer to any external agency he could make that argument because he could say look that I, protects I, him I, at I, all cost yeah because the, the 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 if you wanted to look at the the common theme in that arrangement with the then attorney general the common theme was indemnity so the common theme there was i want to be indemnified against cost and and in terms and and also whatever other penalties if i am to give this information but because you've already implicated yourself you've pleaded guilty but you but is is but can the counter argument be that your indemnity deals with charges in trinidad and tobago well then it still comes back in, in a kind of circular argument so what is the legal arrangement or treaty between Trinidad and Tobago and the UK with regard to those issues? Yeah. Because if, all if, one act breaks laws, if one act and one act can break laws in multiple jurisdictions, not so? Well, depending on the, the law that governs it, depending yeah. on the treaties that exist. Mm -hmm. Everything has to come back to that. If you have no arrangement with, with let's if, if we have no legal arrangement with the UK, then I would say that Stuart Young may have committed, you know... It's, it's like situations in the UK, Richard, and I'm sure you know about these. Not that he committed the, anything, but he would have acted outside of any guidance. Where, because the law if, has to guide you. With yeah. To things like that. And when, when a, a, something, a, 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 a breach of the code in Trinidad Tobago occurs, but monies resulting from that code trans have, have been transferred to the US or the UK, then they become legitimately involved. Is that that's not a case sometimes? Yeah, but but that's for the but that's for the US but, but that's what I'm saying. The US will also have their laws. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that that and and we that may be the subject of some arrangement between between Trinidad and Tobago and the and the the US. Yeah. Now the US may have laws. Regardless, you may not, the country may not be, uh, uh, have any arrangement with the United States, mm -hmm. but the United, but this case is publicized enough 
and the United States know it's a citizen and know, for example, it's an issue of corruption. Yeah. So that U.S. citizen will still be held accountable when they are physically in the United States. The United States at that point could say, well, look, we, it has been brought to our attention, ABC took place, and according to our legislation that governs our citizens, of which you are one, these are the repercussions that you must now answer to us. Well, I've certainly enough GSCs that have discussed the implications of clauses in laws where, for example, FATF and CFATF and, and, and uh, proceeds of corrupt dealings where there are obligations to share information because uh, monies have been transferred between jurisdictions and there are alleged tax issues related to those monies because monies have been transferred between multiple jurisdictions. So not because it happened here doesn't mean there's no jurisdiction, depending, as you see, on the treaty or the law or the mutual assistance uh, treaties that have been signed between the countries. Because money is an international thing, entity. You understand? Yep. So, never a damn moment. South and Central people also say they're working feverishly to attack over Vincent Nelson, such engineer. Uh, working feverishly to restore your supply due to that massive... Uh, pipe breakage uh, on the Goindino, I could never pronounce it right, God, Godino, Godino River, which just kind of fell into the river. And it raises the question, I guess, he's very quiet these days, but Marvin Gonzalez could probably give an answer on, on how much uh, uh, audits have been done, how many audits have been done on Wasser's infrastructure. I know he spoke extensively about the fact that one of the issues related to Wasser's supply issue is aging infrastructure and leaks all over the place and the amount of gallons of water that that is wasted due to leaks but that collapse of that pipeline that major mean servicing large parts of south trinidad is an indication of the kind of order that needs to be done on wasser's infrastructure because i mean that just kind of collapsed into the river well, it was, um, well, one of the MPs for the area, was it an MP or councillor? You know, sometimes they merge in my mind. But um, I don't know if it was a councillor for the area. Um, so I think certainly for the opposition was raising the issue a couple of nights ago on television that the river is a salt water river. I think that's what he said. What and is that? It couldn't be a saltwater river if it, if it merged with the sea. Rivers do be saltwater yeah. rivers. So what, what he's saying is that, well, he said something to that effect, that, that there's a lot of saltwater in that river, and that would have been eroding the structure, and that Wasser should have known that. What is about is the, because, it's close to the sea. It's, it's where the, the river joins the sea, so there will be salt at some so, level. So he said they should have known that, and and checked on that structure because it collapsed completely and it's it collapsed completely because of erosion so but, but it comes back to how much of an audit is taking place with wasa with regard to its infrastructure are there others like that i'd have no clue if that didn't collapse i wouldn't have even known that existed precisely well un until um until it collapses and there's an interruption it's not an issue you know Former Energy Minister Conrad Daniel became TNT's non-resident ambassador to Suriname, but he's a uh, 
super envoy now. But isn't this something to Guyana? He was he's TNT's okay. resident high commissioner to Guyana. Yeah, he's a on July 19th, and now he's a non-resident ambassador to Suriname. But he just under the Minister of Foreign Affairs, no? When I say in terms of stature. But obviously it's a strategic decision to put him there because of course he's very energy savvy. I understand the guy and the thing because he's energy savvy. But Suriname too. Suriname has um, energy issues. Energy there you go. discoveries, yeah. Interesting. Well, I guess it's a it's a, a proactive move on behalf of the government to uh, have deepened ties in the energy sector with those countries for obvious reasons. Yep. Yep. And uh, I see that one of Liz Truss's MPs resigned yesterday. Well, the cabinet members, I should say, resigned. The Home Secretary. Secretary. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I yeah. don't know. She must be holding on to, to that prime minister position by a thread this morning. I saw an interesting meme at 10 Downing Street, where there was a sign above, say, perfect for short stays. <laughs> Come to 10 Downing Street. Great for, great for short stays. That's, that's funny, that's funny. And I just like that, wow, they really. <laughs> I had a big sign above it, it's uh, for digitally superimposed. That says you can come as a, come solo or come with your family. Perfect for short stays. Ten Downing Street. Great in-house service while you while you are here. But I don't think Liz and and there was a, a vote where some uh of the um, some of her MPs, some of the Tory MPs actually abstained. They didn't support her. And they said there would be disciplinary measures against, but they didn't speak out against her. But they abstained from voting for her. Yeah. It says a lot also, you know? And there was, I ain't tarnishing my, I ain't going against you, but I ain't tarnishing my vote for you. Because you're kind of messy. <laughs> you know? I don't think she's going to last. She There's been too much too quickly. And imagine, the, and, and they said right now, the government forming around her is almost like a Rishi Sunak government because it's all the people who were supporting him in the leadership race when she and him were challenging each other. So there's a lot of people she's using now because she had a mini cabinet reshuffle yesterday after the resignation of the Home Secretary. And the people who are now ascending are Rishi Sunaks. And they're also saying that Boris Johnson is planning, maybe planning a, a comeback. So with that kind of pressure from the opposition and also people within your own party, how are you going to survive? Yeah, she's not going to. Yeah, you can't survive. There's pressure yeah. all around. And still there's no... And, 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 and the substantive issue of your economic policies are still to be tested because the UK is still going through quite a bit of turmoil economically and in the markets. Yeah. I, you're right. You, I can't see her lasting because... See, there's one that she's, okay, she's too young in her term for so many missteps to be made. Yeah. And you fired the man with him with him quarting batting and thought that would have solved oh, your crazy problem. Yeah. Quarting. You, so you fire him for exposing your policies that you championed in the election eh, against Rishi Sunak. That they were all your policies that you enacted when you came in. And you fire him and try to distance yourself from that and now think just by putting Jeremy. What's his name? It's not I. Jeremy Hunt. Hunt. Yeah. Jeremy Hunt is the actor. Jeremy Hunt as the new chancellor 
that you have a clean slate. No, no, they not on here at all right now. So, oh, never had that moment. You have newspapers attired? No, I don't actually. So here not I go. This morning, but then, but then you come up with a question. Not this morning, I don't. While I do the online versions, you come up with a question, please. Mm. So, so here we go. It's Thursday, the twentieth of October. It's six forty-four, moving to six forty-five a.m. on the East Coast. Trinidad, <laughs> or should I say, East Coast of the U.S., which is in alignment with Trinidad and Tobago's time zone right now. Uh, we go to the Express Online to start emergency talks. Law Association holds an emergency council meeting at four. There's a picture of, of course, uh, a lat president, Sophia Church Senior Council, who will, of course, chair those meetings or that meeting. Body parts in bags identified. Tutor president voted out. So Antonia Taker de Freitas had been voted out as president in the TNT Unified Teachers Association. Not surprised, but it was a slim victory for the new, the new president. To be fair, Mr. Martin Lumpkin. So it was 3,000, 3, sorry, 585 votes to 3,535 votes. So it's a really slim margin, 50-something votes. Valencia Teen is missing. Uh, restart of Certificate of Character Service. Media veteran Ratan Jadu dies at 60. Karen aspires to strengthen PNM. That's Karen Nunes to show. And uh, we move now to the Newsday online for today, Thursday. NACTA, affected party, will not like unfavorable poll. WASA continues to repair, repair to the ruptured main. Scotiabank introduces new digital payment solution. PM elated to see rise in young farmers. Homeless schoolgirl 11 sleeping on vestibular street with family. Woman detained in Montrose raid to be questioned. Enel becomes an, uh, an envoy, envoy to Suriname and relatives of slain Lamantil man. He was killed doing an honest job. We move now to the Trinidad and Tobago Guardian. Online, two prisoners to get Pauper's funeral. Historian, Tobago seeking to assert unique cultural identity by turning to Grenada. That could be the subject of our question. I don't understand that amalgam at all when Trinidad is, the, is your constitutional partner, but they must know what they're doing. David Death Roundabout gets another safety measure. Wasa repairs the ruptured water main to end within 36 hours. Faris Camille, among four PNM candidates elected unopposed, 35 to face internal poll. Incoming tutor president wants to return to bargaining table with CPU. Appeal court blocks CLFL's liquidators from enforcing sale of assets to Proman. Sydney point highway to be completed by mid-2023. And no Tobago mass for all you over COVID fears. So, and the scrap iron dealers want a $10 million loan from government. Okay, then. So those are trending stories in your Express Guardian and Newsday for today, Thursday, October 20th. When you're supposed to be something before we go to the question. I don't know what it is. No, <laughs> there's nothing to play. <laughs> you play the commercial after you, the, the, the news, news when you should not have. You should play the oh, commercial. Right, Steve didn't leave the, um, the, the, the Furniture Plus commercial. Yeah, the manual, he didn't leave it for me. Sorry about that. And you have not sent, well, you can read this since in the studio you're talking, the results of the poll from tomorrow. Right, if I could find it. No problem. But it's you have it, though. When I'm not in the studio. 
<laughs> right, so you get to the commercial now. And Mr. Ragubasi will come back with the question well, of the day. Commercial. So how are you doing the digital part this morning when you're in the studio, partner? That's what I said on yesterday in Dory. <laughs> okay, all right, there we go. Over to it's you. Is that Sean Flair? There you go. Done on your vehicle? Look no further than the Auto Champions. Champlay Auto Services. From vehicle inspection to shutdown service, they do it all. Champlay Auto Services. Great mechanics and technicians. Exceptional customer service with accessories galore. Champlay Auto Services is your one-stop shop. They are your auto champions. You name it, they can fix it. Champlay Auto Services. Eastern Main Road, opposite Carib. Call 662-6545 and like us on Facebook. Champlay Auto Services. We do it all. News, talk, and your favorite programs, personalities, and your participation. All on Power 102 Digital. Hey, you're doing, you're doing better than me, though. And you have a certain time check to do wedding up to 7 o'clock. Just reminding you. Oh, okay, right. What's the man that they get to any of you? Yeah, okay. Thanks for putting the pressure on. What's the question? What's the poll for today, guys? <laughs> he trying to put it on his website. Is the poll to read the results from tomorrow, yesterday first, sir? Okay, I don't have it. You'll get it um, as soon as I get a chance. <laughs> but you're doing well. You're doing better than me. <laughs> we have a choice. We have a choice of two polls. Either um, do you agree with Tobago aligning with Grenada for the Tobago Carnival, which is, I think, one you suggested poll, or do you agree with the UNC that professional bodies and other NGOs are too silent on the Victor Nelson matter. I like the second one. There's plenty typing, boy. All right, let go. <laughs> Should professional bodies make their voices heard on the Vincent Nelson matter? Is that it? Would that be? Uh, I think the UN. I think UNC representatives raised that yesterday as part of their um, their media conference. So. I like phrasing it. Do you agree with the UNC? <laughs> you know, or you think we should leave it out, the UNC? Hello, did I just lose connection? Richard, you have you, after all these months and and probably years, Paul logs off after he gives a question. You are you on your own? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every morning, that so happens. So I am here. I am here. Uh, but I do log so, out at 10 to 7. I'm not needed. So do you agree with the UNC that the... Once you put, do, do you agree with the UNC, you're going to have votes that some people voting against. Yes. So? Okay. All right. But do you agree with the UNC that professional bodies and NGOs are too silent on the Victor Nelson issue because I saw that on news last night and they were very vehement. One of their spokespeople, um, they were very vehement that too much of the society is silent on it. So do you agree with the UNC that professional bodies and NGOs are too silent on the Victor Nelson issue? Yes or no? That's our poll this morning. Two, 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 two. Two 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 talk, two 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 eight two five five, and um, Americans, well North Americans, eight six six five two five ten ninety nine. And people on the web and the app, you know what to do. 
So do you agree with the UNC that professional bodies and NGOs are too silent? And of course, they also mentioned other prominent individuals are too silent on the Victor Nelson issue. What's your opinion? Yes or no? Okay, lines open. Okay, lines open. What's the call? Two 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 talk two 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 eight two five five. Let's go. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Hello. Okay, that line is on, but they're not answering. This one. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. What am I doing wrong? Hmm? Everything is right. You have to open up the phone line. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, actually I have a call on the line. I just don't know why I'm not hearing it. Hello, good morning. Nope, that was just not hearing me. The sound is not. All right, there you go. Hello, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Shane. Um, Denzel, my answer is yes, but I don't like how Richard put the word UNC in front of it. So I left it open. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, they leave, man. Uh, they raised it last night on news. Excellent. Hello, good morning. Good morning, Kulupe. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, thanks. Okay, folks, all lines open. <laughs> you figured it out. So, 2 to 2 talk, 2 to 2 8255, uh, North Americans 866 525 1099, and of course, people on the web and the app, you know what to do. So, do you agree with the UNC that professional bodies and NGOs and prominent persons, I guess, are too silent? on the Victor Nelson issue. What's your opinion? Let me see if the message board has anything. I am refreshing it because... Ah, yes, you do. <clears throat> okay, let's go. Miss Bonnier West, good morning, gentlemen. I am not a supporter of the UNC, but yes, I agree with them. Um, Rampage says no, and I saw the other stuff. Mr. Carapo says, yes, I agree, that, I agree with the poll. Miss Ingrid says, my answer to the poll is yes. Mogaines, top of the morning, gentlemen. Congratulations to Dr. Paul Richards. I, I agree. He's, he agrees. Yes. That's it so far. Uh, yeah. Okay, folks. Lines are open and uh, the message board is reset. So you can go ahead. Right. So 2 to 2 talk, 2 to 2 8 2 5 5 6 1 2 8 2 5 5. Um, North Americans, 866-525-1099, and people on the web and the app, the messaging portal is open, so you can send your votes yes or no. Do you agree with the UNC that professional bodies and NGOs, etc., are too silent on the Victor Nelson issue? That's our poll this morning. So do you agree with them that a lot of the society that they're referencing is too silent? Yes or no? Okay, I, mean, um, <laughs> I think I might have messed up the board, but um, yeah, you'll see. <laughs> right, uh, uh, Trevor from uh, Trevor from Arima says yes. Oh my God. For once, I must agree. This is Mr. Beeps. 
Yes to the pool. Um, let me see. Okay, that's it. That's pool. So do, do you agree with the UNC that professional bodies and NGOs, etc., are too silent on the Victor Nelson issue? That's our poll this morning. Okay, we have a Miss Maloney says yes, and Renu Halasi says yes. I've not had a no as yet. Yeah, there's one no so far. Oh, okay. Right, of folks. course, North Americans, 866-525-1099. You can also weigh in on the issue and your perspective of not being here and what you think. Yes, con- yes. Uh, okay, give us a call. Um, I won't mess it up this time. I figured it out. So whoever I messed up the first time, call back, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, now, folks, um, bear in mind that it's not on the website as yet. It'll be, the, it'll be on in about five minutes. Um, the person that does it is busy right now. Yeah, I wonder who that is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Ambrose says no to the poll. Because there was, said yeah, no. there was silence from 2010 to 2015. So no to the poll. Malik says yes. Uh, Lorna says, morning to me, yes to the poll. Big guy says yes. Right. So do you agree with the UNC that professional bodies and NGOs, etc., are too silent on the Victor Nelson issue? That's our poll this morning. What says you? I know you have an opinion. What says you? Two to two talk, two to two eight two five five. North Americans eight six six five two five ten ninety nine. And of course, people on the web and the app, you know what to do in terms of sending your vote. All right, let me just, in, while we wait for the last of the votes before the hour closes off, let me just uh, do that time check that I was reminded about. It is now 6.58 a.m. Uh, this time check was brought to you by Clean and White Bleach. You can use Clean and White Bleach and disinfectant spray for a powerful and safe clean. Clean and White, the power of clean, an Ansem McCall Group company. Right, let's see if there's any more messages coming here because this board is... Okay, there's a person that's put... Um, they didn't give a name. They, they put listener. That's a no. Okay. Right. So, 222-TALK, 222-8255. We have like about a minute and a half again, I guess. 222-TALK, 222-8255, 612-8255. North Americans, 866-525-1099. You all should have that number saved by now. And, of course, people on the web and the app. Do you agree with the UNC that professional bodies, NGOs, etc. are too silent on the Victor Nelson issue? What's your opinion? Do you agree with them? Or is it? Hell no, I don't. What's your opinion? That's what we're asking this morning. 
Right. Uh, Kenny. Kenny. Says hell yes. And that's it. All right. I'm going to play the commercial for Clean and White. Um, might play some music because I have to set up for news and I don't know how to do it. Folks, bear with me. Um, right. This is going to be a hot mess. Thank you for choosing Power 102 Digital. Listen every weekday for our live show starting at 6 a.m. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital.